This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about all the love and hatred of the martial art of Aikido. I am Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me today, Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at uh, said Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solano McDaniel, third Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. What are we talking about today, guys? Well, so I stumbled across, uh, so I was in the Aikido subreddit. Um, which uh, is a new thing for me, but, you know, I'm trying to get into it. And um, I stumbled across this post that I thought was uh, really quite good, and I feel like um, the, the guy who posted it was saying a lot of things that I think we have discussed on this podcast before, and posing some questions and things in a really, I thought, really thoughtful way that I thought we could speak to a little bit. Um, and, and there were criticisms, really, but like yeah. very well formulated and thoughtful and not, you know, just, ah, Aikido's bad, as we often see it on Reddit. So right. so I thought that, you know... Good criticism, uh, and I think this yeah, is really yeah, something yeah, 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 that yeah. this podcast tries to get in. It's like, let's go ahead and criticize ourselves in the most healthy, open-minded right. way we can, where we talk about what we're doing and, and not just yeah. shit on it. You know? And so right. what I thought would... I thought we could talk about it, uh, and you know that what that would do is a it gives us some content and we, because I think it is something that we will, will have a good time talking about, uh, and then also we can share it back uh, with everyone else, and uh, you know maybe spur some other conversation as well. So absolutely, yeah. Oh, also I'd like to mention we are in Kingsburg, California today at Deli Casa, which is a wonderful Mexican uh, restaurant here. Uh, Maya and I have been uh, paleo for a while, and uh, we're starting to take the weekends off. So this is our first uh, foray back into regular eating, and it's fantastic. Very, very, very good. So uh, let's start with just kind of setting up um, what this guy uh, was talking about. Um, So first, let's just kind of run down uh, who it is and and, kind of how he set the whole thing up, and then we'll, we'll go through it. Okay, so um, so the post was titled Aikidoka Cognitive Dissonance, um, and the user is SuperBobos123, spelled S-U-P-E-R-B-O-B-O-S-123. Um, so thank you so much to him, and we want to give him as much credit as possible. Um, yeah, it's a really thoughtful yeah. post. Right, and you know we're hoping to post this out on on this actual post so that he can see it later, um, and you know let us know what he thinks about our response. Um, so uh, he kind of goes through just his background in Aikido really quickly. He trained in Aikido for four years, um, and he had visited, hadn't been doing it for a while, and had visited a dojo the day before he wrote the post, and kind of was just reminded of some of the frustrations with the art that he had had um, during his time doing Aikido. Um, and so he kind of he, he makes he breaks it down, and he you know it was a very thoughtful like paragraph by paragraph breakdown of, the, the, of his frustrations, um, and he, he talks about four different things. So. Um, the first thing that he talks about is effectiveness, quote-unquote, in quotes. Um, and he talks about how, um, in the conversation of, is Aikido effective, um, people tend to soapbox about that, and uh, that people want to write, he uses the word dissertation quite a few times, um, that, you know, there's no easy answer, basically, and that, that people in Aikido feel the need to explain why it's valuable. Right. right. Talk and talk and talk and talk and post and post and post and post about that. And lots of, there's a lot of argument. Um, and uh, he also said in this point that like, 
other martial arts don't seem to have that kind of problem, that they, they have more clarity of purpose, as he calls it. Um, that they seem much more easily able to explain what they're doing and talk talk about it without having to go into great detail about why it's effective. Right, or not talk about it because they, right. don't, they don't need, need right. to talk they about it because the question never comes up because it's easily depicted. visible right. what's happening. You go into a boxing gym. Right. Uh, People box, they hit each other hard. Right. You ask yourself, is that practical for self-defense? Yeah, probably. Okay, this would probably help you in that. Right, and so that's kind of his point with that first point. So uh, the second thing he talks about is... Well, let's just break it down. Yeah, let's actually talk about each step. one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, sounds um, good. And, and I think this is a good point that he makes, uh, and I think it's a legitimate thing that you see a lot. Uh, someone goes, you know, is it effective? And there, it's not a yes or no answer. It is a, well dot 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 and then you yeah. have all of the things that you have to take into consideration right. to determine if Aikido is really effective blah blah and, and yeah. truthfully a lot of it doesn't have anything to do with whether or not Aikido is effective right, right. Um, and so I don't know I think we kind of talked about uh, while we were pre-gaming this like some of the reasons that this might be the case um, and a lot of it has to do with the kind of people that Aikido attracts. Right. Because um, it's 100% true. It totally, totally is true that you tend to have a higher percentage of people that have a long explanation of Aikido and, and feel the need to write a dissertation about it online. And um, it's, it isn't as easily depicted what we're doing or why it's effective. And so I, but I think, people feel the need to explain themselves. I think part of it is that Aikido people like tend to be heady people, like you know. Yeah. Uh, it's just this is a dissertation thing, also, right? Yeah. Why you get all these dissertations? Right. Um, which is why we do this podcast, right? It's because we like to think and talk about um, about what it is that we're doing. So I don't necessarily think that that in itself is such a bad thing, right? Because. Um, you know, this is the type of people we are and, and right. whatever. Right, but the, the problem really comes in when we don't know what effective right, right, means. Right. And yeah, clarity you know, of purpose. I right. think he's, yeah, the clarity of purpose thing is a really good point because it's like, look, if we're in a boxing school, if we're in a boxing gym, then it's very clear what our clarity of purpose is. I want someone to not uh, be able to beat me down with their fists while I want to be able to beat them down with my fists. Our clarity of purpose is simple. And the way in which we do this, there's a constructed rule set that we play by, which is basically the same rule set that all other gyms play by, all the boxing gyms play by, and then we see who's the better boxer. That's what we right. do, right? It's and easy. if you want to go really far with that, then you can compete on an amateur and professional level, and you can find out how good you are comparatively to other people if that's what you're interested in. Um, and this is true with any sport martial art because clarity of purpose is said right away, right away what it is. It's built into the... It's the built thing, into yeah. it. Um, and so, like, if you ever decide you don't want to do that, you know, it's like, and you see this all the time, someone starts boxing, and they're like, ah, yeah, but I think boxing isn't as good as wrestling. So, they don't say boxing's crap. What they say is, oh, I'm more interested in grappling now, so I'm going to go do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or, or wrestling or whatever it is they're going to do. Um, and, and so, it's very simple that way. With Aikido, I think a lot of people, and I'm just going to be really candid for a second, a lot of people who start studying Aikido want magical powers that enable them to beat people up. Like, that's what they want, okay? And then, they want these powers to be so fantastic that um, 
they don't even actually have to hurt anyone when they do it. They just want to be able to uh, successfully defend themselves in a fantastical way, and no one even gets hurt, and it's wonderful. They want a storybook, right? And that's why they study Aikido. And they keep hoping that's going to come for them. And so they don't get that, but they get other things. They get other things. And so when someone asks them, hey, is this martial art effective? They can't say yes straight up because what they wanted was a fantastic, magical way to beat people up. They didn't get that. They did learn how to fall successfully, right? They did learn how to build community. They did learn how to control themselves and make it to class on time, right? There are lots of things you get from Aikido, but it's not that thing that they originally started doing Aikido for, and because there's no clarity of purpose, and it, it, if there was a stated one, it's Yueshiba was a magical dude, right? Don't we all want to be like him? That's what we want. But we all know that that's not a logical thing to say. And that's, you know, like that's a little bit of a shame we have. And so like, I don't want to admit that and I didn't get that. But let me list off the other things I got anyway. So it's still valuable, even though you're probably not going to get that magic power you're looking right. for. Right. And I think I've talked about this before. Like, I think Aikido attracts people that are attracted to but scared of fighting, whatever that is. Whatever fighting is, of course, a word that we don't really like too much on this podcast because it's very vague but like there's some level of like I don't know it's kind of like the nerds in high school like the way they feel about the jocks you know like in like whatever the, that stereotype of like you know oh, I hate I hate the jocks but I also kind of want to be one of them it's what, like that how what's really funny is this actually uh, as we go down a little bit the other things. you'll yep. see that this right. ties this back all being together. another one of his points uh, that, that he makes later so and, and I think that's exactly it is. It's like we have this weird, weird relationship to fighting, quote-unquote, and self-defense and conflict. And we're, people are trying to figure that out. And when they see Aikido, they're like, oh, this is an easy way that I can um, both... Magic power. Right. I can be, uh, you know, a peaceful, the peaceful person that I am. And still handle that bad job. Right, exactly. And still, you know, on some level beat him, you know. Even if it's like, oh, well, I didn't beat him, but I still did beat him because he didn't get me, you know. Right. And so it's right. like, it's very attractive to people he like used that. used his energy against him. Right. And I, so I think that's a <clears throat> big deal. <clears throat> I remember when I first started studying MMA, and uh, the, the coach at one time said, um, you're an athlete to me. And when he said that, I was kind of like, what the hell? Like, that's, why would you call me an athlete? I'm a martial artist. And in my head at that time, a martial artist and an athlete were just separate. They were, they were separate creatures, right? Like, there's an athlete, and they do things that jocks do. And then there's a martial artist who's like, yeah, a physical person, but they, they do this special thing. And then I started to realize that, like, that was my own weird shit. That, yeah. like, people who use their body are referred are to as athletes. Yeah. And so, like, yes, of course I was endeavoring to be an athlete. But in my head I had this, like, athletes, this negative thing I don't want to be. And then once I embraced it, then it was, the world was better, you know? It's funny because that's exa I kind of had a similar thing where I've never seen myself as an athlete. And I don't consider myself to be a very, or like, I wasn't as a kid at least very coordinated. And I, you know, and so people would you know, be like, oh, you know, are, are you athletic? And I'd be like, oh, well, no. And they'd be like, oh, but you do Aikido. And I'm like, oh, but that doesn't count. Like, if there's something about it, I guess, that, like, feels like an exception to being an quote-unquote athlete. Right. But now, like, if you ask any of my friends or family or anything, like, um, there's, you know, there's no doubt that, like, I do martial arts, and I, I spend a lot of my time doing that. And they're like, yeah, of course you're athletic. And, and it's so weird to me. Because of the martial arts, Maya started doing other things, like, calisthenics and running and trying to do pull-ups and you know what I mean like things that are like like yeah she needs her body to work better for her now so she does those athletic quote-unquote things because Aikido is a physical endeavor it's an athletic endeavor 
so playing on that, I think this kind of uh, moves into the next point, which is... C- correct movement. So, so here, let me go back to the post here. Um, so he's basically saying that everyone has their own idea of tips for what, how the technique is supposed to be done, whatever the technique says. So he, he says, like, okay, your sensei calls for a rimenage. You do the technique the way you think you're supposed to do it. And then so the person that you're doing it with gives you tips. They're like, oh, no, you got to do it this way. you got to put your hand that way. you got to move your hips over here. And they're just like, oh, good job. You did that so great. Um, yeah, when, when he follows what they say, when he does what they're telling him to do, then they're excited about that and they immediately fall for him. Right. And so he's basically saying like <clears throat> that people, you know, when you move dojo to dojo, every single one, it, they want something slightly different from you when you're doing you know, the same technique, whatever that technique is. Um, and that th- they're basically, we're all psychologically conditioned to fall for a certain, a certain stimulus, for a certain kind of throw, f- version of a technique. Right. Um, whether and, or not it's actually effective as right, right, right. Because we're doing this weird form um, that allows us to either um, not fall, because we know right. what's happening, so we can adjust whatever. Or mm-hmm. to fall when you know we when don't. We get that stimulus. Right. We're like, okay, oh, he knows the code word. So when he knows the code word, he falls down. You know, we it can it can as, as well as be like expelliarmus. Ex, what well, I don't know that shit. <laughs> I tried to be cool. I tried to be cool for a minute. What Harry, is it? Harry Let's Potter. Expelliarmus. Expelliarmus. Yeah, yeah, expelliarmus. Yeah. So hey, I knew. Harry that. Potter. Anyways, yeah. So. <laughs> It could as well be that, you know, so we're like, I start a kokunage and then I say, espeliarmus, and then he falls down. I mean, it could be the same thing because that's all I can, this is what he's saying, is that all I can people are just looking for this cue that in that dojo means, okay, fall down. Right, exactly. And he was saying too, like, when I work with the same person who just gave me a tip on how to do it right in this dojo that I just came to, when we switch, you know, they're doing it the way that they think they should be doing it, but if he wanted to fight back, he could totally keep them from throwing him and right. so he's like so it's really just they're looking for a specific a really specific thing a very specific version of a technique with the the, the uke and the nage doing certain certain things right certain stimulus is what he says um and they're not really techniques they're just exercises rather than actually teaching people how to be effective in their idea. right so, so that's a sticky wicket rabbit hole to it me sure that, that we fall down because um, in one respect he's completely correct I mean you know the technique is just looking it's a, a snapshot in time and looking at a very specific a specific set of circumstances that allow for this thing to happen so in one way it's it's constructed so it has to be you are giving this certain type of energy and they are accepting that energy uh, and if you both understand that and you play within the, the rule set um, of it, uh, then you can get stuff out of it and you can begin to sort of um, play at the edges to make it more, quote-unquote, realistic or, or, you know, more of a spontaneous action or whatever. Um, but because we know this thing, yeah, I could stop any, any one thing that you're trying to do because I know what it is, right, going in. And conversely, um, because I know what it is, on the other side, um, even if you're not doing it correctly, I can fall down at any point because I know that that's... And so I think that's where the the dissidence that he's talking about comes in. It's like, um, we don't... 
maybe necessarily understand the techniques well enough to train them in the way that we train them. And I think we don't understand the concept of training either. Right. On some level. I like, do people as a whole. Yeah. Right, because, you know, when he's saying uh, these are exercises and not techniques, he's 100% right. When we're training them in the dojo, they're just exercises, right? They're, it's not the thing that we're going to use uh, in some in, sort of street fight altercation, right. right? It can't be. I was telling Josh and Maya this um, when we were pre-gaming this a little bit that uh, I'd fell, fallen down a rabbit hole the other day uh, when I was looking at Instagram and I was watching video from wrestling camps. Um, so wrestling camps, basically summer camps where um, kids who want to do, uh, who want to wrestle a lot uh, go and there's really good coaches there and they, they show them a bunch of stuff and they wrestle all day and they get way better at wrestling, right? So I was watching videos of this, and basically all the videos, you know, probably 80% of the videos were the coaches going through the techniques with one of the kids. Like, they'd grab one of the kids, and they would show some some position, some transition, some something, right? And uh, while I'm watching it, it all of a sudden dawns on me that the kids in these videos who are being used to, to help demonstrate the techniques are perfect ukes. They're very, very good ukes. Like, if, if that was Aikido, I'd be like, man, this guy's got a lot of good ukes. And I, I'm sure there's some kids who are better at this than others, but I bet basically he could pick any one of those kids and they would be a good uke. Um, and, and when you're teaching forms in wrestling, it's exactly like when you're teaching forms in Aikido. No different. Like I'm teaching a technique. I'm showing a series of things you need to go through um, and this will help you. When they're doing that, the kid who he's using to demonstrate the technique, I'm sure never once in his head thinks, yeah, but if I wanted to resist this technique, it wouldn't work. And the reason they don't think that is because right after the coach is done, they're going to get to go spar, they're going to get to wrestle with that with some other kid and try that technique and see if it works or not. So they understand on a very like direct level that what the coach is showing me is what I should try to do when I'm actually wrestling. And this is not the coach being a badass, right? Like no one, no one thinks that the coaches, I mean some of those coaches may be badass wrestlers. Maybe the, some of them aren't great wrestlers themselves. Maybe some of them are over the hill. But like the, the goal is not that the coach could beat them up. The goal is that the coach can teach them something they can use when they're trying it. And because Aikido doesn't have any kind of live practice, then you don't know if the techniques actually will work for you or not. So then it becomes this weird thing in your head where you're like, oh, I bet I could resist that. Or, oh, you know, I bet I, bet I could stop this guy from doing it. Or, you know, and then everyone else has got to add their little critiques about, you know, what makes it good and what makes it bad. And that's how you get this weird code word of when you're supposed to fall because it's like, oh yeah, the code is what it is. And like, that's what'll really make people fall. No, the truth is, it's all a matter of timing and understanding the situation, applying the technique at the right moment. And because you don't have a live practice, you can't find out when that moment actually is. Right. So instead, we all make it up, and then we say, oh, you're doing this wrong, or you're doing this right. And that's very frustrating to a new person who can't see why that's happening. Yeah. I think we talked about this a little Boom. bit. <laughs> Boom, mic drop. Boom. Um, but it, yeah. We talked about that a little bit on our Ikkyo episode, you know, talking about like sometimes Ikkyo is not the best thing to do because they're just too strong to apply that, you know what I mean? They're not uh, uh, omote Ikkyo, you know what I mean? Like pushing into them. Like sometimes that's not the right moment for that. And we, we go, we went into detail a little bit about that and I think that's a perfect example of like when you're practicing it with a partner, you know, Sensei says, okay, everybody go do, you know, Ikkyo. Like you want to try and get the best version of it that you possibly can. So yes, you do want people that challenge you to, to, to make your best version of Ikkyo. 
But on some level, it's never going. You're never going to achieve an EPO on someone that doesn't want you to do it to them. Right, right, right. There will only be a brief like so. So look, and this is the hard thing to understand. I've, I've been starting calling this the exchange. It's when someone realizes you're trying to do something to you, and they want to counter that and do something back to you. You know that you're trying to do something to them, and they want to counter that and do something back to you. This is the exchange. It's what all sports are. There are brief windows in the exchange where you can apply technique. You can do something where the right uh, technique and moment will arise that you can get them and that they cannot stop you. Um, and this is true of all things. This is not a magical thing. It sounds mystical when you start saying it. but And that's just understanding the timing. And you can only learn about that in a live situation where you're facing that repeatedly. Right, right. And so I think it's really hard to see. So I think, like, he's spot on in the fact that, like, dojo to dojo, it changes and... and, and people tend to fall for things too easily. Or on the on the other hand, people also, I think, tend to be too hard for stuff that doesn't need to be so mus like so muscly. And we're gonna get into that in the next Michael one. Michael Barron Sensei and I used to call this guy seminar guy. And uh, when I was accruing lots of different Aikido experiences, uh, I would run into this guy all the time. You go to a seminar and he doesn't like the dojo you're from or he doesn't like the way you look or something. And he's a black belt and he's good. And he'll resist every technique you do and he'll just kind of go, uh, you're not affecting me. Your technique's not affecting me. Because he wants to prove how your teacher's not very good or you're not very good. You know. And I remember Michael Varen and I, both long, long time Aikido practitioners, started talking about this one day and he, Michael's like, oh, that's seminar guy. You know, seminar guy is the kind of guy who does that. And it's like... That, it's all bullshit. It's all contrived. And when you're hitting that, it's really upsetting, you know? So either they fall right. too easy or they won't fall at all, you know? And I think that's just the thing is, like, there's a lot of ego. And we'll get into this a little bit more. But, like, the, like, um, people, the seminar guy not being able to just be thrown and be normal about it, you know? And just be thrown as in give the right attack, let the person do the technique and see how it goes in, from a really genuine place. And feel the need to, like give people a hard time for, for what, for, for an ego trip, you know? Um, so I think it's a, it's a kind of common, um, okay, let's go to three. Well, let's actually, because we're on the top of it, let's just go to his fourth, uh, thing, which is, uh, being a dick. Okay. Uh, uh we'll come back to talked, and, uh, and I feel like this, we'll come back to three because this is a great segue because I think what he's talking about um, in this... And that's in quotes, by the way. Being a dick. Yeah. Which is right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so his fourth point, we'll come back to three, um, is he basically told a little... I actually want to read this directly from here. The first paragraph is, I'll try to make this one short. My old senior wanted to demonstrate something on me, and she asked me to grab her gi as tight as I could. I did. Her technique failed. She says very coldly, I mean, don't be a dick. Uh, and then he goes on to say that it's it's gaslighting because it she, is gaslighting. she asked him specifically to grab as hard as he could and he did and then when her technique didn't work she was very like offended and like put well, out that well, he don't didn't grab like that out. right very put out yeah and so I think it's a perfect example of uh, this like do it oh but don't don't do it like that right and, right. and for, grab my wrist but not that way right right and it's I mean, for it's, it's for lack of. Uh, understanding on the person asking for the grab that's exactly right explaining to the person grabbing what they want from that yes that's exactly right it's it's 100 her fault so i think that that's a legitimate teaching aid to sometimes say like hey grab me as hard as possible but when i do it i understand the variables of how they're going to grab right and so if i couldn't do the technique i could explain why 
that's not possible and what technique we would do to counter that situation. Um, but a lot of times people just say, oh, grab me as hard as you can because they think they're going to be like their sensei who was awesome and pulls this technique off and then they don't and they get mad at the person who was told to grab as hard as possible. Right. Yeah. I've been in that situation a lot, but mostly it's just because... Um, I don't realize, oh yeah, this guy's real big and strong and is better than, like, stronger than my technique. It's like a miscalculation on my part. And so then I have to go, oh, uh, well, you know. And I think that's a fair thing to do is when that happens, you take the responsibility yeah, yeah. for right. it. Yeah. Oh, I always, wasn't prepared for always that. Do. And I think that's part I of always, being the higher yeah. student. I always go, uh, oh yeah, well, uh, you know. This is what happens when you come against a dude who's bigger, you know, right. yeah, ultimately bigger and stronger and, and wants to thwart the thing that you're doing. So We could go, I could go on forever about talking about how that's not a, a good Aikido situation anyways, but it's true that, like, there are a lot of Aikido people out there being dicks, um, which is, like, they just, they, they don't, they don't want to fall for your technique. And on the other side of that, people who want to call everyone a dick if they don't fall for right, something right. you set up. Right. And that's the part of that. I think that's and key. also, I'm sorry that we're saying dick so much. Right. That's yeah. the word he used. Yeah. So. Um, well, on this podcast, we say dick. Right. Um, and another thing he says is uh, basically like that there's like this assumption, don't be a dick, that, that really kind of, it's a very unclear piece of instruction. You know, so like Sensei calls you up. And, you know, the, the implication is, well, don't be a dick about it. Right. And uh, what basically what they're really saying, he's saying, what they're really saying is pretend you're making an effort, but ultimately but right. let them let the Nage win in the end. And I think that's really, really interesting um, because... I mean, that is sort of what's happening in a, in a, in a demonstration right. setting, right? Like, I mean, if you're called up to demonstrate something, that is what is happening, right? It's your... your uh, giving as clear an attack as you you can right um and and you're not thwarting it because you could right if i know the technique that he wants to demonstrate right so of I course could, you can thwart i it. could thwart it at any point in that thing right if he was good he would be able to counter and then we would go back and forth and then we would have a right. or a rondo or whatever but that's not what we're doing right so like yes that is what you're when you're being called up, that that is sort of what you're being asked to do, but um, that's never really made clear to right. anyone. Right, and that's right. just the problem. I think is right? it's, it's, like, it's on the instructor to make it clear to their stu- the the uke and the rest of the students, whoever's watching, that that this is the attack we're focusing on, and this is the response to this attack that we're wanting to focus on right now. Right. You know, um, and uh, if if your uke is not giving you the attack that you want, then say, hey, let's switch up the attack just like this, so that I can show what I'm wanting to show right now. Right. Um, and then the UK should 100% dedicate to that attack to make it really, really clear. And that's what Josh was just saying, is make it really, really clear. And with the wrestling kids, too, it's like they're helping to make the instructor make it incredibly clear the technique that, the, that he's showing, you know? And so I think that is... And I don't think it's just, oh, you're falling for it. You're giving the right attack, and the instructor's good enough to be able to work with that attack like, like it's amazing, you know? And... It's perfect, you know. It's, right. That's the way that it should be, um, and it's neither you just falling for the attack, nor the instructor making you do something that's not, you know, right, right, real. right, not real or not right, right. And so, but you know, like if uh, you know if uh, uh, what's his name, uh, you know, if, if Manny Pacquiao's, uh, I can't remember his name right now, uh, the coach, the Whatever. coach uh, Rocha. Uh, anyways, 
if he if he was showing something to Manny and he said, okay, Manny, go, go ahead and, and, and hit me as hard as you can right now, and Manny Pacquiao hit him, I don't think he would get up and go, oh, you're a dick. Right, right. He would go, oh, well, I didn't set that yeah. up good enough that I, I could avoid I that. Wasn't like, and you were a professional boxer, and you, you beat me down. I, I you know what I mean? Like, that, right, yeah. that It's on the person demonstrating. So, uh, you know, but on the other side, understand that you are helping to illustrate the technique. And if you need clarity for that, then ask for the clarity, right? Right. right. I think a lot of the problems uh, as we're going through this come down to that, what you're saying, right? It's like there just is a lack of clarity across the board as to what we're doing as to why we're doing it, as to, you know, and that leads right. to this kind of cognitive dissonance. So, right. um, let's go to the third and okay. final point. Final for us, third for him. Um, if you so, read the post, you'll be fine. Right, and we're going to go ahead and link that also so you can go and read his post and, and, and look at what he had to say firsthand. Um, so, the third point that he makes is talking about muscle, uh, muscling people around, I guess. Um, and so what he says is we, we tend to have this, like Aikido as a whole, Aikido practitioners tend to have a fear or like a disdain of muscle. And he basically tells this little short story um, that he was working with a, uh, another student at a, a dojo and um, she was, um, she said, well, don't muscle me around basically. Um, and and kind of had asked him, oh, go easy. And um, and that then he just kind of really laid back and started just kind of like falling for anything. Fall, yeah, like waving his arms around, and that she preferred that. Um, and he he felt that it was just really disingenuous of him because he didn't feel like he was muscling her around. He just felt like he, she was he was doing the technique and she couldn't handle the uh, physical level that right. he was at because she was a little overweight or whatever the case was. And that she was kind of deluding herself into into thinking that Aikido was much more laid back than what he was doing. Um, basically, that they, they, that people don't really want to get thrown hard, right. and that they're afraid of that, and there's right. a fear of that. Um, and I think it's a really interesting point because I think that's true, and also completely the opposite is true as well. That we're like, as a community, also obsessed with people who are strong and capable and muscular and you know like we also kind of love it like we're, we're we are fearful of people who are strong and muscular and can just throw the crap out of people but we also really like it you know what i mean i mean i feel like that's we want to be it. that person we want to be that person but only yeah. we don't want to have to do push-ups or chin up <laughs> right fucking be born genetically uh gifted like any of that kind of stuff Right, and, and like, I think that it, yeah. this gets back to what we were talking about at the very beginning of the, the, the type of people that Aikido tends to attract, mm -hmm. um, and the idea of martial artist versus athlete, and what mm -hmm. you know you're talking about. An athlete, look, an athlete uses his muscles. That's just what it is. So, like, duh, we're going to use our muscles. Now, there's, I think there's also a little bit of a, a weirdness in. The, the term muscle and what that means, right? Because um, I'm a bowler, for example, right? You can uh, muscle the ball down the lane, right? Um, and what that means is, is you're not, uh, you're supposed to have a pendulum swing, the arm just swings freely, it's the way the ball that carries it, right? But you want to add something, so you muscle the ball, and it ends up not being a good thing. And so I think. When, we're, when a lot of people talk about muscling, quote unquote, in Aikido, what they're really talking about is, is using um, your muscles or using your body in a bad or inefficient way. 
right? Uh, yeah. And it ends up feeling crappy in the partnership because it's not Ike. You're not, um, you're not making that Ike connection. Right. You're forcing the technique. Right. Right. And you know, I, I think we can get to a couple things here. I think one big thing is to understand the difference between hypertrophy and neuromuscular yeah. adaptation. Yeah. Um, I'm throwing out some big words here for you, but but basically, hy- hypertrophy means. Uh, big muscles. It means g- your muscle growth, like your muscle itself getting bigger. Like hypertrophy is what bodybuilders want. Your muscle gets bigger and it gets stronger because it's bigger. There's more muscle fiber. It can do more work, right? Um, versus neuromuscular adaptation, which is basically coordination is kind of a way to say this. Um, there's more to it than that, but basically it's I know how to efficiently coordinate my body in a way that makes me stronger. Um, there's been several studies with it, some interesting ones recently. But basically in Aikido, what we're trying to do with the, the technique and system of Aikido is high neural, neuromuscular development, right? So like we're, we're wanting our mind to move our body correctly is what we want. Right. And, and not and just to get, yeah, and efficiently. Yeah. And not just to get so yoked that we can force everyone down, right? So we don't want to just get so yoked that we force everyone down. Um, right. and, and so when someone says that, you know, like, oh, you're just muscling it. I think that's what they're trying to get at, but the problem is it's a very confusing word to use. Right. Um, because like it's like yeah, you're not doing Aikido. Aikido is not going to the gym. It's not doing a bunch of curls or bench press or squats to get stronger. What it is is it's trying to learn a skill better and more efficiently. So right. yeah, that's a that's a legitimate thing to say, but the way in which they're saying it is super confusing. Because then what happens is people get this stupid idea that you can move without your muscles, which is a dumb idea. Right. Uh, I I remember this guy telling me about Tai Chi class that if you touch a Tai Chi instructor, his body's completely soft. And that's a lie. Because if his muscles don't contract, his frame won't get up. There is no way for him to get up. Now, he might not be as tense as you expect, or he might be using different muscle groups than you expect, but his muscle is contracted or he wouldn't be standing there. By virtue of being a human, yes. his muscles are working. Yes. yes. There is no magical force, uh, no matter what anyone's told you. And if they're if they, if they, if they serious about this, send them my way. I'd love to talk to them. Um, there is no way to move your body without muscular force. There's no way. You cannot do it. You can't breathe. You can't talk. You can't move your tongue in your mouth. You can't move your eyeballs. You can't do anything if you don't have muscular ability. That's just the way it is. Right. And I think this is, this gets this kind of gets to the heart of a lot of Aikido stuff, where it's like, um, what Aikido promises is to take uh, to take the confrontation out of the the physical, right? Right. Um, and put it someplace else. And As I think to, to tip what you're saying, I think is to tip the scales for someone who maybe physically inferior or like inferior, sure. like disadvantaged in some way towards the person that's attacking them or the people right. that are attacking them. Um, and, 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 and it does that, but not in the way that anyone really, that most people think. And so they have this odd construct about what is happening. Cause what, you know, the thing that you're saying is, is what is happening is you're getting better at this skill and that skill then allows you to skew things in your favor, right? Um, right. Now, if someone who was uh, yoked was learning those same skills, that person's They'll going do it to better. be better than you. Yes. It's just the way it is, yes. right? Your skill development would have to be, um, you know, massively uh, higher than the other person's to, to kind of skew that out. And, and that's the thing that people don't understand. They just think like, well, I know this, 
if I know it at a certain level, I'll be able to beat anybody up regardless. And it's right. like, no, that, that's definitely not the And case. this is another kind of problem that comes from the way we train in Aikido because um, if you train in, a, in a, a system that has weight classes, like, you, you know, you wrestle, you wrestle in a weight class, which means basically the other person is more or less as strong as you. You know, you both have about the same amount of physicality. So the only way to beat someone in wrestling is to be better at the skills taught in wrestling. Right. Just being stronger is probably not going to help at that weight class. And if you get a lot stronger, you'll probably pop out of that weight class, and then you'll also, again, be wrestling people as strong as you. So, so it really forces you to use your skill rather than your Exactly your right. Exactly yeah. right. But because Aikido doesn't have that, like, uh, it's very hard to see the truth of this. And, that, you know, like, wrestlers never have to say don't muscle it. Uh, it does happen, actually. But, but they don't often have to say don't muscle it because um, – it doesn't matter. You should be right. going as hard as you can. Right. But he's going to be going as hard as he can, and you're equal. Right. So you need more than just that as well. Yeah. Um, all right. So those are those are the four that he uh, went through. Um, I think we kind of wrapped it up pretty well. There's probably some other stuff that we um, are totally flaking on now, but I yeah. think it at least gets at the heart of it. And and. Like I said, I think we'll put this back up on Reddit so that people can listen to it um, as our response, and, and hopefully it'll spark some I think this more response, and then maybe you know eventually we can do another episode that's a response to the response. And I'd, I'd like to say, just tack on the end of this really quick, at the end of this whole thing, he does say that he's really passionate about Aikido, and that he sees it as something that people can gain a lot from, and that um, it confuses him that, that, uh, that people are really like irrational about the way that they think about their art like right. very like you know like that's the, the cognitive dissonance thing like there's things they'll say this but then they'll do that and you know so that's something that confuses him and, and he'd like to see something change about that and I also, think that that really aligns with the way the things that we talk about all yeah, the time right. he also said uh, Aikido people are weird yeah and uh, which I think is 100% and I will put myself in that camp of uh, yeah little, Aikido people are weird Aikido people I uh I think this guy is, I think this is a really good post, and I think so because he said he did Aikido for four years. Um, that's, that's enough time to have a good handle on what's going on in Aikido. And he's making really good criticisms, and he's not making it from a point, he's being very honest, which maybe is a little gruff to some people, but he's not trying to, to, to shoot something down for no reason. He's confused. And I was in this camp for a long time where I was confused about what Aikido is supposed to be doing. And so these are the things we need to be honestly, honestly openly addressing instead of just going like, oh, you're stupid or you don't know enough or you're a troll or you're whatever things can come up. I think this is a really good post and, and that's why when Josh showed it, I really wanted to talk about it. I think it's good. All right, let's go ahead and uh, give our shout outs to our patrons. Um, actually, I think we just gained a new Whoa! patron fantastic yeah. this is great um yeah so we have one two three four five six seven eight patrons eight now. patrons awesome I know, look you guys at that. are the best man. thank you guys okay. um so we have rob kitson john smith urbano that's the only name that we have uh lenny acuna jim sullivan matt riley warwick dean and grant templin thank you that's so awesome. much guys we yeah. really really appreciate it 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 makes it it's really helpful to get all of our uh, uh, get help with getting able to being able to have our uh, our episodes yeah. up online all completely so that everyone can see them. And, and uh, we are working to try to get you guys, our patrons, some some special thank yous out. Yeah. Uh, something more than just getting to hear our voices every week. So 
Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen anytime soon, but we are thinking about it and working on it. So um, thank you guys so much again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no big promises, but but we have been talking about some cool things. So. Um, anyways, yeah, that's it All for right. this week. Huh? Yeah. Um, so next week we're going to talk about. Uh, we had a, another request from one of our listeners to talk about key and aikido. Oh yeah, key. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So we're gonna we're gonna hit that. He had a really thoughtful request. You so mean chi? Uh, sure. Yeah. If you're Chinese. Key. <laughs> um, so yeah. So we're gonna talk about key and aikido on the next episode, and uh, we got some more planned. Uh, uh, Timmy and aikido is coming up soon. Um, and we're taking more requests all the time, so thank you. Sometimes it's hard for us to come up with them, yeah. but uh, thanks. Yeah, I think that's it. Thank you so much, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>